0: Welcome in, welcome in, welcome friends to the newest edition of 3 in, 3 out. What if the most unique Seahawks preview show in the multiverse? I'm your host, Clinton Bonner. Find me out on Twitter. Follow me out there at Clinton Bon. I am joined by the one, the only, the great Brandon Schultz. Find him out on Twitter at SeahawkersPod. And of course, we have the protector of the Seahawks multiverse with us, Mr. Phil Leidick gentlemen. We're at three and five. This would be the halfway point. But the NFL, you know, did some stupid things. There was no real halfway. I guess the bye is the literal halfway point. This whole transgression to the second half of the year, I suppose, Um, that math is probably faulty. And we have stuff to look look back at, look forward to. And you sound like
1: Pete d- Clinton. Your brain is broken <laughs> because of, you just can't do the math with
2: the prime number seventeen.
0: Yeah, man, the, the whole numerology. It's it, not hard. The you got seventeen weeks
2: of games. You got one bye week. That's nine and nine. Uh, it it works out perfectly to divide the season into halves.
0: Don't be throwing the math at me this early, Brandon. <laughs> okay, we're still in the intro for, for crying out softly here. So, but it's all it is all good. We are excited as can be, and. We do have Seahawks What If with us today. So coming out of the, the victory of the Jacksonville Jaguars, we smashed them. We covered that on three and three out. And we're going to roll into, I think, a little a little bye week What If. So gentlemen, I guess want to just check in on the Hawkra. How are we doing heading into the weekend? Are you doing other things? Because, you know, you won't be tethered to a TV this weekend. Are there additional plans that you're freed up to now do? Brandon, I'll start with you.
2: Additional non-football plans, I have not made any, although now that you mention it, my garage needs cleaning severely. And so there we go. That's what. And oh, I think it's time to get out the Christmas decorations now that Halloween's over.
0: Love it. How about you there, Mr. Phil?
1: Yeah, there's a, the, the garage does need done about this time of year. Maybe a Seahawks buy is a good time in between uh, normal Sunday duties when I would be watching Seahawks to get a little work done. I don't know that it's going to happen, but that that does sound like a wise
0: idea. I love it. And we have garage plans as well. Look at us, uh, people with garages. That's nice. And m- one of my garages snapped the the chain and the cord, the whole thing kind of broke a oh uh, day and a half ago. So I have more than just cleaning a garage, but I've got to somehow you know, find a way to fix one of the garage doors, which... That's not my specialty. However,
2: tune into the garage cleaning podcast after the weekend and see how we did. <laughs> it's going to be a
0: smash hit. You know, subscribe, hit the bell, the whole thing already. But let's get to the good stuff. So, does that
1: have a garage door sound to it for the intro? You could slam the garage door wow. in between. Brandon. I, I don't know. I like that. Yeah, that's probably all it right. is. Yeah. All right. Well, I was going to call this the uh, mid-season spectacular, but with all this garage cleaning, people might be off to work. Hey, they could they could keep listening to our podcast while they're cleaning their garage. I think I think we just did a public service right there. Get their mind off the uh, all the different things you have to clean up and put away while you're doing so. But we don't have a game as Hawk fans, but it's a great chance to reflect. I mean, mm-hmm. we're glad to know that you can't make the playoffs in the first quarter of the season. And you really can't make the playoffs in the second quarter if there is quarters. We're at the halfway point, but we can still make the playoffs because we got a third and fourth quarter and a bonus game left. And so, what if we do a little perspective in the middle here of the season, kind of where we've been, where we're going. We want to be able to exhale the past so we can inhale the future. I mean, so we want to be able to do that. And so the first part will be a little bit of as some of those thoughts, just kind of finalizing as we mull them over to put them where they belong. Some of the meanderings we've had, if the multiverse had gone a little differently for us in this particular version. So we're going to have what if, past, present, future, and it'll start with what if they had, what if the Hawks had, and then we'll look at what if they are and what if they can be is where we'll end up. So to be able to exhale the past, this might be a little bit painful, you know, what ifing hypothetically how things could have gone, but we all have to admit we've thought that a little bit. And so what if they had flipped this record, gentlemen? What if we had won a couple of the close ones instead of pretty much losing all of them, the Titans, the saints, the S T E A L E R S Steelers, or even the Rams. You know, what if we just won half of those and had a five and three record, what would have been the most likely cause of flipping that besides obviously Russell Wilson being healthy, Brandon, I'll take away the easy one. What would have been the cause better kicking, better luck, Less ref issues, strategy, play calling or Gino waiting until Halloween to impersonate Russell Wilson. Brandon, <laughs> uh, what maybe it's something entirely different. What would have been the cause of us flipping this record?
2: I'm going to go with issues on defense because, man, I think about the the impact that Trey Brown has had You know, just over Trey Flowers. You know, we have good Trey and bad Trey. Yes. And if we would have started the season earlier with good Trey, I can't help but wonder how many of those early games would have been decided a little bit differently if there was actually some competency in covering on the back end of this defense. Now, I think you could play strategy into this, too, because or even offseason personnel moves, because we knew cornerback was going to be an issue coming yeah. into the season and yet you're you're counting on your fourth round pick being healthy essentially as the difference between having a, a decent secondary and a terrible one so it, it shouldn't come down to that you should have more depth than that and so i'm going to go with uh, a healthy Trey brown being the difference
1: so a tr- the right tray brandon would have given us a tray
2: of losses rather than only a measly Tray of Wins. Indeed, that's exactly what I had in mind okay. and was about to say, and you stole it from me. <laughs>
1: All right, Clayton. So what if they flipped this record? What What would have been the most likely cause if they could have gone back and done one thing differently?
0: So in the spirit of three in, three out, the sober yin, the raging yang, the whole thing already, uh, I'm going to take the opposite end of where Brandon's going, but in a similar, almost a mirror image. And I, I hearken back to the very famous I would call it a high school cheer. The B aggressive, B E aggressive, B E A G G R E S S I V E. Be aggressive in a couple of ways, and I think it's also the keystone of that aggressivity. Is that a word? Aggressiveness. I found it, guys. Aggressiveness <laughs> would be the lack of our third wide receiver, with D. Eskridge sucked out of what we could do, what we tried, what we, what we showed week one. Last week of the preseason, when we showed against Indianapolis. Um, and then, you know, Kaiser Sosa, he's gone, uh, hopefully coming back real soon. It changed how we wanted to approach the games, I feel like, and took away some uh, of our ability to be aggressive. Specifically, I'll say the uh, the New Orleans Saints game, we just went into, just looking back, Gino goes 14 for 14 the next day. I get it. It's a better team. It's rainy. I understand that the Jags, all that, but we put Gino in, we put Baby in a corner, so we did. We put Gino in the corner, didn't allow him to be aggressive at all, and we we still almost win that game, we lose that game. And the rest of it, I think, is hinging on the fact that if we had that dynamic third wide receiver, we're more aggressive on offense, even with or without Russ, and we win two of those four. So the thing I'm excited about, is, which I think we'll get to, is that there is a bit of a culmination of like, the boys getting back. The boys are coming back poten- potentially, but I don't want to, I don't want to look too far into the future here there, Mr. Phil.
2: So Phil, part of the problem with this is that, you know, I try and strategically place my answers thinking that I know what Clinton is going to come out and say, uh, because you know, we don't plan this stuff out. How, how do you not go with Chris Carson as the one guy? How, how do you not say Chris <laughs> Carson being a difference? Uh, because other than Russell Wilson, if you have Chris Carson in those games uh, against the Steelers and against the Saints, those are probably wins. We're probably five and three.
0: M- maybe. I would just say quickly, like, I, and you know my affinity for Chris Carson. I, I know. That's why some, I, I didn't I go love there. me some Chris Carson. I don't want to steal um, your answer. If there was no Alex Collins who didn't, you know, if, if Alex Collins wasn't there, that, that we'd be, we'd probably be two and six or, or or worse. With that, Alex Collins did a good job. He did a good impersonation. Uh, Of him, you know, the Steelers game, we were in it because of Alex. Alex, we had a shot because of Alex Collins. So that's kind of why, like, it's it's the other element. Like Alex did a very good version of Chris Carson.
2: And now you're Um, arguing with me that Chris Carson (laughs) wouldn't have made a difference in those two games. Listen, wow, I
0: want I I want him back. What is this show? Who is this man?
2: I don't
1: even know. Boo. But I hope, I hope you're right though, Clinton. I hope cause D is coming back and we were looking forward to some escorage. We'll get some escorage, maybe some Carson time. The real number three is coming back. I mean, this offense is getting an absolute infusion of dynamite players that Mr. Waldron was looking forward to using. And so, boy, if that's truly what it was for a couple of these, we got a lot to look forward to in the second half. Well, Brandon must have like, I, I hadn't shared the, the sheet of questions, but he was uh, somehow peeping into what we might be looking at, but what if they'd made one more key off season addition? Cause we're trying to exhale the past, the frustration as we looked at the product there, what if they'd made one more key off season addition, what would have helped them win more? You can say position or name of player. Maybe you're just thinking of a slot. Maybe there's a certain player that we that we should have taken what would have helped them the most one more addition
0: seeing as we still for the most part cannot for the life of, of the Seahawks stop a screen pass and we've been giving up so much you know over the middle stuff uh, where in years past it's been a, you know it've been pretty good there uh, that that miss on maybe not getting KJ right back for one more one more ride one more ride because the dude's Galactus, Galactus eats planets like KJ Wright eats screens. Right. So like that would be, and KJ Wright's off with the Raiders and they're, they're having a good season, a lot of tumult, but you know, a ton of tumult now and some tragedy and still a good season with record wise. He's still a very good NFL ball player. And, and it's, the, you know, I want Jordan Brooks to come along. He has, he's kind of disappointed. So that's the one piece for me. It's like, Maybe the KJ Wright and bringing Brooks along a little, a little slower uh, would have been would have been that piece that really solidifies some things that have just been major woes every single week. We cannot stop things we were able to stop last year, or KJ did resoundingly well as an NFL linebacker.
1: All right, listeners are playing it wrong in their garage. I bet we know the other one. Brandon would say and I'm going to hold it up on the screen.
2: Are you are you making a C? I wonder. Are you, but what are you, are you thinking that we needed a, a team captain other than other than Bobby Wagner and and Russell Wilson? A, a C for for captain?
1: Hmm. When I signed C on the screen there, Brandon, I'm not meaning captain. But maybe I didn't guess your answer. What what was it? What's the addition you would have made?
2: I would go with center. Yes, the C yes! stands for center. <laughs> and well, th- this isn't hard because Clinton and I were doing a draft night uh episode where it was a,
0: it was a special let's it was, call it what yeah, it was it was yeah. a draft night
2: special and it was uh for the second round and we're watching the draft picks go off the board and i am i am seeing uh, my guy from the University of Oklahoma still on the board and it was a clear need right it was a clear need at center you brought back Ethan Posick for a relatively small amount of money he had other guys on the roster that you know Really didn't matter a whole lot. But you knew that Ethan Posick was not your answer. And yet they pass on center and they go wide receiver. It was a need that we were talking about as well, but not not a critical need, not offensive, not the importance of offensive line with your first pick offensive line. I'd also accept pass rusher, though, you know, that that would have been another position I would have liked to see. But they did address that in free agency. So center is the obvious pick. They should have gone center. They didn't go center, and I think our offensive line has suffered because of it.
0: I want to challenge that a little bit, you know, like in in this in the sense that like that's the narrative, right? And then Creed Humphrey, it's Humphrey or Humphreys Humphrey Humphrey, okay, Creed Humphrey. Um, hey, he's a swell center. No, 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 no two ways to uh, to slice that. No, that's it. He's a good center. Um, what I want to look at though is like, how are the Kansas City Chiefs doing?
2: They replaced every single dude on their offensive line. like they have zero continuity. is the center play. How
1: good has the center play been for the Seahawks this year, Clinton?
0: Not great. and we're, 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 and we're one game behind the, the 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 chiefs, right? who are supposed to be supposed to be you know the bills and, and that, that ilk. My point being is the Chiefs have a great center or a good center. They're not being successful because defenses are deploying that that cover two scheme that shut us down and they don't have a dynamic third weapon. They got Kelsey, they got Hill, and they got Butkus. And without that dynamic third weapon, the cover two beaters and things that you want to do don't work or, or it's much harder to continuously uh, you know, move the ball the way you want to move the ball. So, I get it. But I want to give D, uh, hopefully just gets healthy. I want to give him the the, the amount of time to to come back. And he's not just a gadget guy. He's a, he's, the dude's beyond a gadget guy. He could be, could be like another Tyler. So let's, let's let it breathe a little bit. That's, that's my, that's my request is let, let the pick breathe a little bit, get the dude healthy and let's see what the second half of the season looks like if, if, and when he's out there, even if his stats aren't gaudy. What's the rest of the team look like when he's out there? When it's like week eleven, week twelve, week thirteen? Because I want to talk about it then.
2: Even if he were healthy, though, he would maybe be. We're talking about Eskridge, that he would maybe be option number five because you have yeah, you have Tyler Lockett, you have DK Metcalf, you got Chris Carson, you got Gerald Everett, and then and then maybe Eskridge if if you're lucky.
0: No, with with without without uh, uh, fine but without D out there everett's still you know four or five himself but I, but I, that's okay I, I I get it I just again I want to see uh, I want to see a few more weeks with the guy healthy let's see what happens
1: all right this is kind of a long exhale we almost needed a two-parter like uh, one for exhaling the past to to move forward i was curious though if the season ended today this could be just a quick answer but if the season had ended who would be your mvps for the first half of the season before we
2: move into what if they are brandon season mvps for the first half of the season on a three and five start you know what i'm gonna go with a guy that i usually point to in terms of the level of consistency and a guy who doesn't get quite enough recognition, Dwayne Brown on the offensive line.
0: And what's what's your uh, what's your reasoning? He's the most consistent
2: guy on offense and he continues to play at a high level uh, despite, you know, getting up there in age. Now, I I do think that he's maybe taken a, a slight step back in terms of the number of pressures and the number of sacks that he's allowed so far this year. But I, I just I don't see anyone operating on that high of level as consistently, because you can point to a guy like Tyler Lockett, but there are games where he doesn't have the, the levels of performance. He's dependent on, you know, obviously the quarterback getting him the ball. DK Metcalf's the same way. And, you know, with the number of penalties that he's had this season, I, I can't quite put him at the top of the list in terms of MVP. I have a defensive MVP in mind. But uh, I I will go with Dwayne Brown.
0: Nice. Well, you know, that, that's a good. It's a it's a it's a stu- it's a sturdy selection, right? So when you were saying kind of overlooked and consistent and all this, I thought for sure. I'm glad it's still on the board. I thought for sure you're going with Quandre Diggs. Mm. For me, mm-hmm. Quandre Diggs is he's the subtle MVP. You know, he's the the MVC of the MVP here. He's the he's the steady Eddie. The dude, the dude's always knock on wood, always available. Very, very, just consistently good. Solid. We all know about Quandre. Solid tackler. Just plays a great center field back there. So, um, yeah, man, he's he's my guy. He's my guy. So, Phil, what do you think of those two? Uh, those two. Tosses? They're great
1: picks, but they caused me to think you guys picked the two guys we <laughs> don't have sewed up for the for the future. So, so your current. Your current MVPs are the fellows that are done at the end of the year. If we don't, if we don't get them extended. So that that sounds like Schneider has some work to get to. I I don't, I don't disagree with them. I don't think it's been Brown's best half season. Uh, I normally would always want to give him, put him right up there at the top Quandry, I absolutely agree with that call. That's probably because between the two receivers, it's tough to pick one because they've both done different things and I don't know how, what they'd be without the other. Andre has kept us in games. I would lean toward Clinton's pick if I had to choose between the two.
2: If if I had to pick somebody on defense, it would have been Bobby Wagner.
0: Nice. Well, Bob, again, Bobby's been. That's my
1: guy, though. A, yeah.
0: Yeah. he's Yeah. He's on on pace for another 200 something something, uh, you know, tackles. Right. So dudes all were. And Love you him.
2: know what? Even though he's played only a couple of games, Russell Wilson. I mean, him not <laughs> being in there obviously shows that he's the most valuable player on the team. He is. Yeah.
1: All right. So big exhale. We're done with thinking about what if hopefully it's going to be hard to avoid thinking about the first half of the season, but we want to look at what if they are right now and I go to both sides of this. So you'll get a chance to see, say the other side. Um, but what if the Hawks are not good enough to make the playoffs this year? Why might that be true? You know, if they're, if they're really just not going to be good enough, why might that be true? This is
2: this is a terrible question.
0: No, it, it is. <laughs> it opens it, is, it up but, so we can yeah. go to the other
2: side of it next.
0: No, it's 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 a it's a, it's, a, it's an honest question, right? Last week was all about speaking the truth, right? So and and uh the truth shall set set you free. Um I think it's because we have what look like a bunch of layups in the second half of the year. Some tough matchups, right? Two against the Cardinals, one against the Packers, one against the Rams. 49ers, you could put on the fringe of maybe tough, and then there's other, and then there's then there's the rest. This team, my biggest fear is that we will lose one of those, and then there's the rest, which is like Lions, Texans, Washington Football Team, and some others that, that are in there. We're playing some bad teams, bad teams in the second half of the year, and my big fear is that we drop one of them, a la the Giants, uh, Giants game last year and we are staring at a 9 and 8 record or 8 and 9 record eight and nine, 8 and 9 definitely not in 9 and 8 we're tight ty- we're in you know tie break blues because uh, we lost to Vikings, the Vikings Saints. or the, the Saints exactly so that would be the thing like it'd be very sea if we sweep the cardinals but lose to the bears
1: yeah there's five games we have to have right lions yeah. at home bears at home at the texans niners at home At the football team, those five, I mean, we have to bank those. We don't deserve it if we can't win those. Why might we not be good enough? What if we're not good enough to make the playoffs, Brandon? Why might that be true?
2: It's because Russell Wilson's bum finger is keeping him out of games in the second half of the season. That's the biggest question mark to me. And yeah, we saw a little bit of an Instagram video of him throwing an eight yard pass to a trainer. Uh, that's that's great.
0: Sharp though, sharp though, right there <laughs> they, they, on target. Well,
2: look, those were tight spirals for eight yard passes with a bump finger. But did you? He did was you throwing some twenties.
1: He was throwing some twenty twenty fives outside at his house. Did you see those?
2: Oh, no, I missed those. I am not doing the internet the right way. Then
0: now those are still shots, which means they clearly could be uh, deep fakes at this point. <laughs> However. If you gauge it, they're like, they're like, they're like, you know, 25, 27 yards because there's some more air time. 27 yards.
2: I like it. About Clint, 27, squeeze it in. <laughs> <laughs> well, and you know what? Here's the other thing with regard to that, though. Say his finger is healthy, but mentally, you know, he's a little bit concerned with taking hits. And I think that that's part of the thing that we're seeing. You brought up Mahomes earlier. I think that, you know, aside from the two deep safety issues, there's been times where he's had looks to be able to run wide open lanes and he's wanted to stay in the pocket and I don't know if that foot is still kind of a lingering issue from last season or or what's going on with him but you never know how these injuries ultimately can impact a player mentally and so even if he is able to throw it well I I have that concern too
0: I want to say have you seen Patrick Mahomes's like his wife's Instagram and his and his brother's Instagram talking about doing the internet the right way no. <laughs> so, oh my gosh, like Patrick Mahomes is in his own personal, you know, personal hell at this point. Like th- his wife keeps posting stuff where him and his brother are dancing and like doing, doing like an Instagram video. And the dude's just sitting there try- trying to sip like a margarita. He's just like, what's going on? They're constantly posting stuff. He's just, he's just like ha- trying to have dinner and they're just like doing dumb Instagram things. And that, when you talk about Mahomes' mental health, it's because... He can't stand his brother brother right now at all. And his wife is, I'll say it, she's annoying him. And he's <laughs> and he's not performing well. So, like, go watch those videos and judge for yourself. She's terrible. She's she's terrible. So that's that's Mahomes' issue, is uh he's got some home problems. He's got right some
2: now. home problems. It's not just the
1: defense. Mahomes, my home problems. All right, all right. Well, I have to say, Brandon. I'm fine. If Russell doesn't want to get hit, just throw the ball, just keep throwing it, throw it, throw it, throw it, throw it. Just get rid of it. Like, like it's hot. Right. I'd be okay with that a little bit. If he's got the accuracy, throw it away or throw a completion. Don't take another hit in the second half.
2: Yeah. How often have you seen that happen?
1: In his Yeah. That's a good question too. Okay. Well, what if the Hawks are better than this record? beyond the fact that they're getting their very best player that has ever played for them back beyond that, what if they truly are better than this record more than just having Russell, like overall, tell me why that might be true beyond Russell, that this team is actually better than a three and five uh, team,
2: Brandon. If we see a team in the second half that is better than three and five, I believe it will be because improvement on the defensive line. One of the things going into the season is we thought that with Carlos Dunlap, the, the second half we saw from him with the the other pieces that they picked up in the offseason, that this would be a formidable pass rush. And with Daryl Taylor kind of starting to come on and, and getting more playing time, if that can all start to come together in the second half the way that we thought it would just based off of the offseason acquisitions if Jamal Adams can get back into that mix of really putting the kind of pressure on an opposing offense, then this team apart from the quarterback, it will have that ability to really look better than this three and five team in the second half.
0: I dig it. I dig it. I think it's uh, I think it's fully, fully logical. I'm going to go to a couple of nooks here. I, I got, I got a three piece for, for you, Mr. Phil, this is, this is the kind of stuff where, when you go on a run, you start, you know, it's like, because that's what we're talking about here. It's like, we end up with 11 wins. Well, at some point we, we strung together quite a number of, of W's. Um, and I think that's, that's what we're getting at with, with the, uh, the question, or at least that's my interpretation. Three things. Less punts in enemy territory. So a little more aggressiveness when we get, we cross the 50, and we take a few more chances with Russ back there. When we do punts near midfield. Better punts. Dixon's been good. He has not been great. It has not been a lot of the pin it at the one, pin it at the two, and, and let's see, let's see if we can go get a safety or go get a, a pick six or go call you know go get the ball back at, at their own 40 with a, with the with a bad punt. So that's number two. And then Myers has got to be very clutch. So it's a lot of special teams things there. Less punts in enemy territory, better punts when we do. When you know it's a short kick let's pin him deeper and myers being just straight up money like he was last year because if Myers does that in the first half you know that that that's a slam dunk we got two wins right there
2: oh you got me on this p kick punts and I'm thinking penalties and I'm thinking picks we need we need the three p's in the second half I like it but not more punts less punts like you said
1: or less punts. punts less punts very good all right. So I, I believe they are. I, I think we all probably, those listening at home, think we're better than a three and five team, just with the fact we get Russell back. But maybe even if Gino had been ready to go, that's better than a three to three and five team. Not totally sure.
2: Maybe if he had Creed Humphrey as a center and he had some better blocking.
1: <laughs> Imagine what they could have been if they'd had Creed Humphrey. Yeah. Well, what if they can be? And now we'll get into some questions that I kind of think are uh, what I might call. Clinton style questions. Cause he kind of likes these numbers and things that some, some hard numbers. What if they can be, what if the Hawks can be great in the passing game? How will that look in? And here's the, here's the questions. You might need me to repeat them. Total sacks, locket yards, DK touchdowns, third down percentage, things like that. If you want to do those four, that's fine. But total sacks, locket yards, DK touchdowns, third down percentage, If we're great in the passing game, what's that going to look like, Clinton?
0: I don't have a volume number in my brain, but it but it's it becomes less than two per game. Yeah, that's a good way to look at it. Yeah, which is not which is not usual. Like we're used to three to four per game with Russ and and some of them his own infliction and some not. So that's about where I I think we got to be. Is about you know two two or under per game is like we're cool. Lock it yards. You know, a lot of people get get on him about the consistency and I do, I don't get on him. I get on our game planning around him being consistent. When we throw the ball to him early, we see what we saw last week.
1: Uh, so right now, Clinton, the, just to give you an idea, he's getting 72 and a half yards a game right now.
0: Yeah. Which is good. Cause you extrapolate that times you're 16 and I don't have the, in front of me or the 17 and you're over a thousand again. Correct. Sure. Oh yeah. Yeah. So I think as a as a total, just to kind of keep um keep maturing his, his really, really good career, I think he's got to end around twelve hundred yards, which is which would be a nice, another nice progression for him. The DK touchdowns is really cool. I've been thinking about this one previously before you asked. He's at eight already. One a game um, right now. Yeah. Yeah, he's at one a game. I, I know it's I know it's actually a decline and there's an extra game, but if he could get over 14 plus, uh, you know, 14, 15 range that's a monster season because he's he's on pace for like the 1200 yards 1150. he's gonna have some blow up games like last week he only had like 50 yards or so 40 something yards but two tugs if he can get to that I'll, I'll even say 15 touchdowns that is a monster season third down percentage I don't really know to be honest I don't know what a good percentage is what I I would flip it a bit and say less emphasis on relying on third down percentage and more, more times more drives where we have limited third downs where we're getting you know where we're just getting these 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 seahawk plays that we're used to the chunk plays where third down doesn't really exist so i'll take that route if that's okay by you there mr phil
1: okay
2: how about you brandon third down percentage i think would be a really good thing to focus on through eight games of this season the Seahawks have converted 31% of their third downs. That's good for number 32 in the NFL. Ugh. yeah. Gross. Yeah.
1: They're they're also like tops on defense and worst on offense on third down.
2: I think a big part of that you could you could attribute that to Gino because over the last 3 games it's actually at 26% is on their third down conversion. And okay, so they're going to so if they're going so to close that gap, I think that they need to be more toward the 40% number that that most teams around the middle of the pack are. I think I think teams like Kansas City, Buffalo, Tampa, who are up there right around the 50% mark. You know, they could come down a little bit toward the the end of the season, although those are all really good offenses. So, yeah, I I think you do need to be up around 40 to 45 for uh, for them to turn the second half around.
1: And any thoughts on the other numbers? sacks, yards for DK, uh, touchdowns for DK, yards for Lockett. Anything you're looking for, for greatness? I, in
2: terms of, I I think Lockett with, uh, if he just stays on pace, uh, that uh, that does come out to over 1,200 yards, which is 200 yards above oh, where he's been at at the end of seasons with 16 games, obviously. Uh, DK is already on pace in terms of touchdowns. In terms of yards and touchdowns from those two players, it, it doesn't concern me too much. It is the... The the sack numbers on Russ, if if they can keep those down and whether or not it's because the offensive line is performing well or Russ is getting rid of the football quickly. And that's the reason why they're, you know, he's having to deal with limited amount of pressure. then uh, I, I think those are the two key metrics that I would look at is uh, is Saxon and, and the third down percentage.
1: Well, what if they can be? improved. And and here's what I hear from a lot of fans. Yeah, they might work into the playoffs, but then they're just going to lose the first game anyway. I don't know why you guys want to go to the playoffs so bad. And so my thought would be, Hey, let's get into it. Let's get into the tournament. But more than that, and I think Pete would think this way as well. And anybody into coaching or training, you have a progress report kind of like when we get to the end, here's what we're going to be looking for. So here's your pre-progress report. I'd like to see you be here. If the Hawks are going to be a threat in the postseason, and and that's what we want, not just to get in. I understand we want to get in, but we want to be a threat. If we're going to be a threat in the postseason, what areas will need to improve to A's and B's on your offensive, defensive progress report? Uh, What areas are going to need to get up toward A's and B's by the end of the season? If we're saying receiver is already in an AA
2: minus, what areas have to improve by the postseason? Brandon? The two areas that I think about the most, I'm really concerned about the production of the defensive line. That has to be key. If you're going to succeed in the playoffs, you've got to have guys that are getting after the quarterback consistently. And because they're not getting that, they aren't getting, I think, the number of turnovers that they need to be successful as well. So those two things may go hand in hand. But they're they're the two things that I think about uh, of having postseason consistency. And and for anybody who's saying, oh, I don't want to go into the playoffs because they're just going to lose anyway. Did you did you not just watch the Atlanta Braves like, roll through everybody on their way that's to right. a World Series win? Everybody was saying every time the, the Braves went on to the next round, they're like, well, Braves are about to get swept because, you know, they they're that's just going to happen. And yep. they win in six games. Came pretty close to winning it in five games, but then they did it in six.
0: It's true, true fact. As as a Mets fan, it uh, saddens me that I have to <coughs> recognize a, another Braves World Series. Um, I I don't want to be a repeat offender here. However, I can't go anywhere else, and the reason being on defensive line is that's what you see. Like the teams that we might go face, right? We're talking, we're talking Rams. Cardinals, Bucks. Tampa Bay. Yeah, exactly. These teams need you have got to get their quarterback off of their mark, their rhythm. That we have a very stout run defense. You know, Monet, Al, you know, Firearms, Al Woods, Puna. Those dudes are really good up the middle. Bobby and Jordan Brooks filling in gaps, Jamal, Neal around around the line of scrimmage. Ugo coming in, Quandre coming in, like, that is, that is, we're good at run defense. We have got to get consistent pressure, probably starts with Taylor, but then the dudes in the gut, up the gut, like, as good as they've been as run stoppers, and they're they're getting, you know, they're getting some bad passes, we have to see some surprises, we got to see like, Puna, all of a sudden have like a four sack second half, if you catch my gist, something like that, where... There's just or, or like a combination of Puna and Al Woods and Monet where we're getting that guttural pressure because that's how you beat those teams. Uh, Kyler's a little bit different with Arizona, but you could spy him differently. But but the, the Stafford's and the Brady's of the world, who are probably the best two teams in the NFC, you got to get pressure up the middle. So that's that's where I got to focus.
1: So you're only you're, we just got to improve on that pass rush and and we're and we're set. We'll be a threat in the postseason. Nothing on offense really needs to get. To I don't AZD. think it's
0: a, I don't think it's a only. I'm just I'm focusing on the the one. Right. This is the Doctor Strange. Like you know, you, this is this is it. This is it, Tony Stark. This is the one. We're talking about multiverses here. So there are things to improve in the offense. I don't think they're going to be personnel based. I think they're going to be Waldron groove based sure. do we find do we find our groove
1: so play calling needs to get up there needs to get up
0: if there i have to and he has to have his full arsenal that he thought he was rolling in with which you know to, to go back to my my d over creed
1: and if we all agree it's pass rush that needs to get up in the a's and b's area how likely do we feel that's going to happen for these nine games do we do are we feeling good about it confident uh, maybe like uh, do we feel like
2: that's going to take place I'm not confident, but I do think it's possible.
0: It's 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 not a so it's similar. It's not a confidence is high. It is I've seen this before. Okay, good. We we we've, we've seen it. We've seen them. we seen them dial it up. So hopefully, hopefully they could dial it up again.
2: Hope is not a plan, Clinton. <laughs> but we don't have to make the plans, so it's okay. We can hope.
1: I got a question here to put hope in the season here as we think about the pass rush and and the defense. What if the Hawks, and this is the final question, what if the Hawks are a good defense overall? Like they're smoking bad quarterbacks, bad quarterbacks don't do much uh, to put it Clinton's way. They don't get more than 13, 14 points on offense. When we play a bad quarterback, a good quarterback has to work really hard. Like if they get 24, 25 points, they have really, really earned it. So what if we have a good defense overall? How many total wins are we looking at guys? How many total wins are we looking at? If we are a good defense
0: overall? I think it's 10 because that's still a lot of wins. That is still a 7 out of seven. 9. Yeah, wow. 10's the ceiling. 10's the ceiling. And that that's somewhat overachieving. To put it shortly, it's it's I don't think we have the ability to run the table, um, it's very, very unlikely.
1: If we could be a good defense though, that I think that is with those 5 games that we should win. If we can be a good defense, 7 and 2 does sound possible, right,
2: Brandon? I think so, because that means that you're getting some of those division wins that are kind of on the fringes of of the ones that you listed off. Right. San Francisco, as much as Clinton wants to put them among the OK teams, they're a garbage team. Uh, <laughs> Pretty much. You should uh, win that game. And that leaves you with the the games against the Cardinals, a game against the Rams and a game against the Packers. And if you're talking about splitting those, I think that's something that you can do with a good defense.
0: I, I want to say real quick, the thing—the thing is that we have to split one of these next two, and the you know we can't go zero and two the next two, and then expect to win seven.
1: I think we're all looking at that. We got to win one of these two. If we win one of these two, you got to be positive. You got to think that that we can do something this season, and then it's just pushing toward having a team that is ready and good enough to pull something off in the postseason. For sure,
0: I love it. Ru- Russ for MVP, baby. Let's go. Start it now. All right. Anything else, guys? Look, look. So I think look forward to everybody having an awesome weekend of, of uh, listening and cleaning and fixing garages, right? And yeah. uh, and enjoy the, the the peace and serenity of just watching other teams. I guess who are we cheering for? What's what's the what's the docket of where should our hawker go for the the weekend when we're on a buy?
2: Looking at the schedule this weekend. Where where should we put our hawker? Where are the teams that that we really think need to go ahead and lose? One of the first ones I'll point to, although it may not matter when it comes down to it. New England at Carolina, uh, gotta got hope that uh, yes, well, not, that, that, would that would help. That right? would help. That'd be a oh, good yeah. one.
0: Very good. Yep, that's one. That's one.
2: Atlanta oh. over New Orleans. That would that'll be difficult. But uh, it's possible. New Orleans playing. Pretty tall
0: order there, Nordberg. But yep, okay. We just didn't need, need know what we're cheering for, right? So Pats, Falcons. What else?
2: Of consequence, uh, Baltimore over the Vikings. Definitely. Be, and and that one is doable. They are favored by six points over the Vikings. Be big. And then okay. Arizona and San Francisco play. Where ooh, do we? It, hmm. Can a meteor <laughs> hit Santa Clara? and just take out both teams and that would that would help us in that uh this is a Arizona violent multiverse now it. brandon yeah, well you know uh, if thanos can snap his fingers and eliminate uh 50 of the teams in the nfc west right now why not those two
0: i don't mind it i don't mind it. so at least we got some rooting interest go pats go falcons go baltimore and go a very specific but not too damaging meteor
1: Hopefully by now your garage is clean. So what if we say go Hawks?
0: Go Hawks. Go Hawks. Go Hawks.